0: Hey, I'm Brett Gornick. I'm Jason Lobig. Welcome to the Live Better podcast. Best day ever. We are coaches, trainers, retreat leaders, and wellness advisors, but didn't start our careers doing this. Jason worked in public accounting and I worked in corporate retail until starting our dream business in which we help people from all different industries pursue their best day ever every single day.
1: The goal of this podcast is to interview both each other and other professionals making an impact on the world on how wellness is the fuel to
0: do whatever it is in life you want to do better. This podcast is about teaching people to actively pursue their purpose and how to use self-care to do it. We're here to show you how the best day ever mindset is available to anyone at any time, no matter your circumstance. It's your choice and we're here to encourage you. have the best day ever.
1: Hey team, today's podcast episode is sponsored by Beam, B-E-A-M. They are a CBD company. Brett and I have both been trying CBD for quite some time and have really fallen in love with Beam as a brand.
0: I specifically use Beam for recovery from stressful and hard workouts. After I climb, my elbows and wrists get sore, so I will spread the salve around those specific areas. And after a long run, I definitely like to use the tincture to relax my muscles, help aid in recovery so I can go hard at it the next day.
1: I use beam and CBD a lot for sleep, um, which really helps my mind recover and start to calm down before i'm going to bed beam is all organic pharmaceutical grade full spectrum cbd so in each one of their protein bars there's about 20 milligrams of this full spectrum cbd oil the salves come in different potencies and cbd in general helps balance mood reduce anxiety increase muscle recovery amongst a ton of other benefits and what exactly does that mean Being 100% THC-free means that there are no psychoactive side effects in any of their CBD, while Full Spectrum includes other natural compounds like cannabinoids and terpenes that help support the benefits of CBD.
0: If you're looking to test out CBD and want to give Beam a try, check out their website to purchase some of their amazing products and make sure you use code LIVEBETTER at checkout to receive a discount. We'd love to hear about what you guys are using, how this stuff is helping and aiding you in recovery, in sleep, or whatever way in which you are using it in order to have the best day ever. Check out BEAMTLC.com and enter the code LIVEBETTER live better podcast team we are back at it speaking about evening rituals before we dive in would love for all of you beautiful people that listen to this whether it is on your commute to work during work or at any point throughout the day to leave us a review um, on whatever platform you are listening to this we just want to hear your thoughts about what you're thinking about. We'd love to hear more about what you want us to talk about, and we'd love to hear your positive feedback. So give us a 5 out of 5, or 6 out of 6, or 7 out of 7. Evening rituals is today's episode. So we've teed this up. We're live. We've teed this up talking about rituals. Um, Jason and I had a conversation, rituals versus routines, and then we talked more about the morning, and um, Jason was very thoughtful about removing. I had a couple things to add, and I think the entire conversation is leading around how a ritual is something that's very thoughtful, very purposeful, and how we can use routines to diminish decision fatigue so we have more time for things that have more thought like a ritual. And one of the interesting things that we talked about in the last episode and in the first episode as well was about how different people like to set up the morning for certain things or maybe the evening for certain things. And I think this is very interesting because Jason and I um, had a different thought about how morning should be. Jason's trying to slow him down. And for me, they're really positive time when I can get some things done and so I think it's it's super interesting because anybody out there that is doing whatever they're doing, every human being is different. Some people get creative at 10 p.m. I was talking about how I get creative at 7 or 8 a.m. So it's really coming back down to an analyzing yourself, seeing what's working, and actually giving it time to ferment. So tonight, we're gonna talk about evening rituals. So Jason, uh, let's have you kick it off and start talking about um, some things we are either working on adding, subtracting, um, and just talking about what's working for you because I know one of your big focuses um, is sleep, and we just had Dawn on the podcast, and that should be airing either before or after this, uh, and she was giving us some pointers, yeah, which were awesome. I
1: uh, am doing the evening routine similar but still different, evening ritual similar but different. I also want to start and have been – taking my evening slower. Um, My sleep routine at night has been super minimal, and it's just been your normal skin hygiene and then getting into bed. And different from the morning, I want to add more to the evening. And making my evening more of a ritual in that I need to do more things to actually prep myself for sleep. I haven't been doing enough to prepare myself for sleep. And that's a problem. It would be like not warming up enough before you work out. So my problem was uh, in the morning I was getting up and rushing out the door and it had been slowing down, but removing all the things that I thought I needed to do and just kind of create some space in the evening. It's been similar like that where I need to create space, but I'm actually doing specific things, adding more items onto the ritual list onto the routine list as well to get prepared for sleep. Some of those things have been decreasing the temperature of my environment, which is hard because I think my wife likes the room warmer. Um, That's a, just an inherent difficulty and we can talk about that too, but we have very different like sleep wants and wishes, which makes it a lot harder sleeping like with a partner. And that actually it, I I can see it. So I've been wearing a whoop band to track sleep and I'll get into some of the other things that I know that have positively affected my whoop score, but I can see on the nights where I sleep by myself, I actually sleep better. And I think that's the case for most people because you're just not responsible for anybody else's needs when you're doing that. Um, the things that I've added in are magnesium glycinate earlier in the evening. I've actively slowed down the evening started, starting at like 7.30, 8 p.m. instead of starting to slow down at 9, 9.30. Um, so an extra hour earlier being thoughtful about, hey, you're you're like done doing things. Um, along with that, I've been taking my dropper of Beam CBD earlier, which is a full 1,500 um milligram dose and then also drinking my cacao rishi tea from four sig earlier if I'm going to have that. But the, the two things that I have not sacrificed at all have been the mag and the the beam. The CBD. That ha- those two things have s kick off my Evening ritual, and I've been starting them earlier. So it's like once you take these things, it's kind of like I don't want to diminish their effect by then doing something stimulating or exciting. So everything after that has to be towards wind down. And like just the simple routine of taking that earlier then prompts a better evening ritual where then in that blank space, I can kind of decide what I want to do. Do I want to go read? Am I already tired? Should I just go into bed? Should I start my little list-making thing, which I'll talk about in a second, um, but definitely room colder, maglycinate, the beam, the cacao, if I um, feel like I want to drink that, that's not, that's not, it hasn't been a, a staple, but I've seen the scores on my whoop for yeah, sleep quality increase big time. The things that have negatively affected that, if I accidentally slip something in, any alcohol at all, um, I've been... Probably consuming more alcohol than I have in the last little while, not in an excessive quantity, but just like one cocktail if I'm going out or a glass or two of wine Um, and been really enjoying that. But I do notice on those nights, if I have it within about 90 minutes of trying to go to sleep, the sleep quality the next morning, even if I feel good, is definitely lower
0: so even if it's one glass you know even that. if it's one glass yeah
1: you don't tangibly notice but your 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 yeah. your whoop score reflects it yeah. and it reflects that is calculated off of hard data yeah. like the whoop doesn't know that you drank <laughs> okay. like a yeah. cab versus water it just sees the data it yeah. sees it reflect- reflected in deep sleep it sees it reflected in rem sleep it sees it affected in um, time to sleep, how many disturbances you had, and alcohol has a lot of different effects on sleep. Um But if it's pre that, even if I had like a lot, like even if I was just like out and had six drinks, as long as I stopped before like a couple hours before bed, unaffected, but that close to sleep time, it definitely affects it. And a lot of people use alcohol as like, Hey, I'm gonna have a nightcap yeah. to wind down. It's like mm, that's 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 not good.
0: Yeah, I've been looking more into that too, and the research is showing that exactly what you said—that the nightcap is being disproven. It makes you feel a yeah, little bit fake. drowsy. There's a, but it doesn't impact the quality. It might put you to bed. Yeah, I mean, you it's have a 15 beers, you're yeah. gonna be, in, you're gonna go to bed. But it's, it's a quality game. People, if you want to learn more about
1: sleep, you should consume anything from Matthew Walker. Um, he's been on Joe Rogan's podcast, he's on a, a bunch of podcasts, he has a ton of his own stuff. He, he's amazing. And he just describes it in very layman's terms. He basically just like gives you the strategy and it's like he gives you all these like really great anecdotes about like how and why it makes you feel that way and why it doesn't work. And about what your brain is actually doing in those states. And it gets basically like tricked and confused. And then it craves things. So it just changes the way that your energy gets affected by it. So I've been trying to be just be conscious of that. I think it's, sometimes I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm out to dinner and I'm going to have food and I want a glass of wine. Then I'm going to go home and go to bed. It's still better than me sleeping way less. Yeah. It's still better than me working all night with no booze and going to bed at midnight and waking up at five.
0: Have you noticed in the similar regard in the time of consumption of your last amount of food before bed? Have you looked at that? No, I haven't. I haven't done. I haven't done a food test yet. That would be interesting because I know that. So I did the 48 hour fast. Um, I was not wearing a band, but uh, Tenny, who was on one of our last retreats, he did it as well. And he had his best whoop score in three months on the night that he was fasted. And so I was like, "Oh, that's super interesting because I know that, at least for me, if I can eat my dinner earlier, I feel like I fall to I fall asleep better." So it was interesting to see that you know he hadn't had food for 24 hours and he had the best sleep score he had in three months. So I, yeah. I, that would mean might be an interesting thing to to test out is maybe for a week straight consume your last meal before seven and see if that like as a That's your only marker. If that changes things, I would be interested to see that too.
1: Yeah, for February, I'm testing um, amount of time spent. So it tracks amount of time spent in bed, amount of time asleep, and then it shows you the stages of each of the sleeps. And then I'm making little notes like here's when I woke up and then I did this because it doesn't track like it won't show you. If you woke up, hit the snooze button and unconsciously made the decision to go back to bed. If your heart rate data doesn't change significantly. So in that way, it's incomplete. Like this morning was a perfect example. I went to bed early. My alarm was set for 5 a.m. And I snapped awake at 4.15 and felt great. I was like, and I, and I right in the moment I sat up and I was like, should I get out of bed or should I go back to sleep? And a sleep cycle is like about 90 minutes. And I was like, "Mm, that's exactly halfway from here. And if I feel really good right now, I'm probably at the top of a sleep cycle. So if I go back to bed for 45 minutes and then my alarm snaps me out, I'm going to wake up at the bottom. And you feel groggy when you wake up in in deep sleep. It's Uh like, I don't know where I am. I don't know where I'm doing. You're waking up at the bottom of a deep sleep cycle. So I was like, should I consciously make this decision to get 45 minutes more of sleep? But I'm no for sure that I'm going to wake up more groggy. Like those are the things that if you can withstand it, when you snap awake, you should get out of bed. And the first time I had ever experienced any different type of that sensation was actually getting out of a sensory deprivation tank. The first time I got out of a float tank, I got out at the bottom of like a, of a wave and I could barely get myself out of the tank. I was so calm and just in it. And then, I made a decision another time, the second time I did it, to get out because I wanted to be creative. And I was like, I I got so many ideas flowing right now. I feel great. I got out of the tank and I was calm but energized. And I was like, this is a different experience and I can manipulate how I feel in the tank for different reasons. If I want to be creative, get out when you feel creative. If I want to feel calm and I want to go to bed or I'm recovering from something and I just want to be super chill and I want to take those breaks, get out when you feel a little bit groggier. And then go home and then continue this kind of like chill routine then go to sleep. So I'm messing with the, some data to to see like, okay, how much time do I need in bed, average time to sleep, average time asleep, and then what are the conditions that set me up for the best sleep quality? Because I do enough stuff, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but like I feel like in my life I do enough stuff during the day to like learn and create and connect and do all those things like Everything I'm trying to do at night is just to get to bed. I have such a problem with sleep that, yeah. like, I don't care about all nighttime activities. Any show that you have to wait to get home from work if you work at 9 to 5, I can watch at noon. I don't, I don't need to do anything after work yep. except for go to sleep. That's it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Same. So <laughs> I get enough connecting in throughout the yeah, day. Yeah, I got
1: enough stuff to do all day long that when it's time, it's time to wind down at night, it's like – Is this going to be a battle for me to go to sleep or not? And so if I can start to get some of those things down, then I know, okay, if I want to have social time and I want to hang out with my wife or I want to go hang out with friends or I want to go to dinner, if I can do that at seven and I can be home at nine and I can do all these things, then it's going to take me till 10. I'm going to be in bed from 10 to 1020 until I go to sleep. And then if I need seven hours of sleep, I'm good if I set my alarm for 520 perfect. I can redo that every single time. I want to get to that point. So you can just back into then creating an even better evening ritual and routine. And like the, I think it's, it's all of this testing that's been really important where you, where you really have to set the standard because most people just crash at home. They come home, they're too tired to do things They're Maybe they order in food or they make something in their fridge. They kind of sit down, they turn the TV on they kind of meander around they get nothing done and then they just expect to go to sleep right away yeah. and then their sleep sucks yeah. and it's just because they haven't taken any time to say this is what makes me feel best this is the how I best prepare for sleep this is how I'm changing my environment to set this up the best for me and then with all the other free time because I've already been disciplined about that I can do xyz I can language learn. I can read my book. I can call my mom. I can sit down with my wife and talk. I can do whatever I need to do.
0: People just want yeah, to do that. Yeah, that's that's super interesting. I think uh, I'm, I'm pulling a lot from that. I think the evening has been something for me that has been recently much more of a focus, so I've always used my evenings to prepare for the next day. That's, like, been a big thing. Like I always remember my mom being, like, get everything ready the night before. That was, like, one of the, you know, you remember those, like, four things your parents told you. Yeah. Like my dad was never leave a room empty-handed, meaning, like, if you're leaving a room, make sure you're picking up a plate and putting it somewhere or, like, throwing something out. Like, always do that. And my mom's is, get everything ready the night before. So I've always had that programmed in. And I think those are two really important things. So I've always gotten stuff ready for the next day. Every single day for the last five years, I've got put my clothes out the night before, even when I'm on a retreat. I like have everything ready to go. um, And I've like tried to cue myself up. So now, one of the things I'm really focusing on again, trying to up level is okay, I do a good job of that. I'm very good with that. I know my schedule for the day. I have my food ready. Like, if I need to, or I feel like I know I'm going to come back in the middle of the day, it's at home. Now, it's like I need to prepare for sleep better. I've done a lot of evening routine workshops and um, myself. Um, I think the big things that we've that you've been talking about are very similar to me um, is starting that from the moment I get home. So I have, for the most part, tried to pack in my evening routine in like the 30, 40 minutes before sleep. And now I'm thinking, all right, like I get home at whatever time I get home. I have the rest of that time to start to wind down. So big thing that I've done is like I shower in the evening, so get home from whatever that is and go right to do that so it's not like I have to do that in between things it's like that for me is like okay I'm cleansed and I'm like ready to go do stuff um, the time at night is, is probably the most and you know diving into a little bit of relationship tough is like the probably the biggest time that Sarah my wife and I have like quality time together every once in a while we'll be able to like hang out at lunch or mornings or more hit or miss so for me, it's very important to have that time like together with her and making sure that we're hanging out and, and really just like decompressing from the day and um, she travels a lot. So it's it's really nice to like when we're here to have that. Um, so for me, it's starting that routine from the moment I get home. A couple of things that I've been really focused on, too, is trying to offload a little bit more later clients and classes so I can get home earlier um and if i can get home at 5:30 or 6 wow that's a big difference than if i go home at 8:30 or 9 yeah i <laughs> cut that out so like i i have one friday night class and that's a little bit different cuz it's leading into the weekend but other than that i really don't have any late evenings so at the latest i'll get home is 7 7:30 if i have a client a little bit later so i feel like if i can get home by by 7 at the latest Um, I have a decent amount of time. I'm out of the shower by 7.20 and then making dinner. So one of the big things for Sarah and I is we just like enjoy to make dinner together. And that's been like a really fun thing for us. So pretty much we'll make dinner every single night, um, hang out and then start to decompress. So things that I'm really trying to focus on um, and the things that I've added in over time that have made me feel the best that just for some reason, like right when I see my bed, it's just like I just want to get in there. But if I can lay out, I have one of those like porcupine mats right next to my bed. And if I can lay on that, and I honestly like this year I've probably done it three times. Yeah,
1: I have one and I haven't used it yet. What I do love you do? It. What do you so do on it?
0: I lay it down next to my bed.
1: And explain what it is. I so it's acupressure. Are like, what the hell yeah, are you talking a talking about? Mat.
0: It's an acupressure mat. So if you Google that, you'll see it. It's essentially this mat that's like a little inch. It's like golf spikes on the bottom. Yeah, and all it's all like around. golf spikes facing up. So obviously they don't impale you like acupuncture but the pressure points kind of where they're positioned on your back and actually meg who we were just talking to she's she uses those a lot too for her feet for her feet um and actually it's really nice in the morning to put it on your feet and just kind of wake up your body you lay down on your back there's actually another neck pillow that goes underneath your neck and you just essentially lay in and let that pressure and those points through chinese medicine will release tension in your body i do it as well where i put my uh, legs up over my bed, so I'm getting kind of that inversion as well. Um, and so, for me doing that, in all honesty, three to five minutes with some deep breath, it's amazing. Um, things that I'm already doing which really work for me is I take a tincture of reishi, so it's just right under the tongue, and then I have a, a diffuser that I use every night. That's a that's I've been doing that every night for like a year now. What um, oil do you use? I use lavender and it's interesting now because like if for some reason i'll forget to turn it on sarah's like oh i like where's the lavender like she's now like likes it too so it, it definitely works i love that
1: smell is the strongest prompt yeah. scent for oh, sure it's
0: so nice and even theo who now sleeps in our bed he he'll kind of walk that, over to happen. it yeah you did tell me that's yeah, gonna happen he uh, no chance yeah which is great actually um but he kind of walks over and smells it every single night like he likes it too if i can add in that um, and actually now what I've done the last few nights is that foot stuff that we talked to Meg about, um, who, who's on our podcast as well. Um, uh, Megan, I've been doing that the last couple nights and it's incredible. So like getting in bed, shoving my fingers between to my toes, moving my feet around. So I've always done a little bit of recovery, whether that's foam rolling, but adding the mat will be like my biggest thing. Um, but essentially like my big takeaways is like exactly what you said is starting that routine earlier product, uh, proactively so that I don't just face plant into bed. Um, I don't have trouble sleeping at all. Um, I, the one thing that I'm also working towards now is um, I think the biggest issue, and I've been you know talking about this a little bit on my Instagram too, but like my biggest negative right now, which is like showing something down the line is my oral health. And a lot of that stems from the fact that I mouth breathe at night. So I feel like my sleep is fine, and my whenever I, when I've worn that whoop band too, my score is okay. But I'll wake up with like my mouth being dry. So there's something wrong. There's an issue there that's underlying somewhere in my body. So I had deviated sepsum surgery. That's helped a little bit. But I remember even like last night, I woke up and my mouth was dry. It's,
1: it's a just because you get the surgery though doesn't change the pattern. It doesn't
0: change the pattern. So what I'm looking into now, and I've just set up a couple appointments for this. Again, being as as proactive as possible, is there's a lot of fascial neck face jaw release that can position your head in a better position so that your pathway is more open in your nose um so that's kind of my next test is to see is there a fascial issue in my face that is drawing my jaw open so that I have more uh like that my mouth wants to be open while I'm sleeping mm-hmm. um my breath is so much better through my nose but again it's just like my I think honestly my mouth just goes like open and it just starts start breathing through it yeah so that is going to be like my big thing for this year is to i know last year was like starting to figure it out realizing that i kind of took like step one to get there but it didn't solve it so now it's just like continuing to go into that uh and then also on the back end of that looking at a holistic perspective through my actual teeth just to make sure that there's nothing like underlying in like my gut health and stuff like that but from a sheer sleep wind down evening routine perspective uh, i'm going to see a couple specialists in the next couple weeks around like Facial release technique in your face and in your jaw and in your neck, so that I can start performing that and seeing if that's kind of my next thing too. And I also know that if you're carrying tension in your neck, like it doesn't help with sleep.
1: Oh, I'm, that's what crushes me.
0: So I'll, I'll be very interested to see how that goes. Um, and I will very much know objectively if I wake up and my mouth is shut <laughs> that it's working. Yeah. I think one of the big things I'm like just try, trying to put out there with this stuff is that even if you're healthy, and we see this all the time, like even if you're doing a lot of the right things. If there's something that is wrong or something that's an issue within your anatomy or your body or your positioning of your joints, like you can overdo things that just aren't helping the root cause of it. So for me, there's something there that's not working. Um, But from an evening routine perspective, my big takeaways right now are to start it earlier um, to really focus on quality time and to do the mat thing because I know it helps. And I just, for some reason, just like don't do it it's like yeah i so want to try. weird Where like, don't it's there and i just don't do it yeah and so I, I sympathize with those that are like i just want to work out at night but i get home and i just can't go do it yeah. and i get that and it's just creating the pattern so before i even lay down in bed it's right there it's five minutes and then i pop it
1: yeah just put it on your
0: bed literally i put it on the bed until <laughs> i do it slip it out yeah on your back and, and, and that's what Maggie was saying back. she's like i do the foot foot thing before i get out of bed so it's like there's no choice you just go do it
1: yeah but it does it it that environment change is a huge thing mm-hmm. and trying to find not doing all of that in bed can also be really important yeah. because if like the bed is just for sleep, mm-hmm. don't not mixing and matching all those things in bed because then it's going to trigger and what Don was talking about is like coupling the bed thing with the yeah. foot thing or the bed thing with the mat or the bed thing with reading or the bed thing with watching your iPad or your TV. It's like creating it's just addictive. Yeah. It's just addictive. You have to separate those things in which you think are helping. Yeah but they're just because you, you're you unconsciously or addictively doing them.
0: I it's think not, that is that's so a, important. It's
1: such a cause and effect thing. people are like, I can't sleep without watching TV. It's like, no, your sleep sucks because you watch TV and you think that that's the yeah. trigger. Now you're conditioned. And now you're conditioned. Yeah. So maybe it is helping you fall asleep, but it's doing nothing for your actual sleep. And that's the There's booze a example. It's the so, same it's example. It's the booze example. And I love the fact Whiskey that Whiskey is
0: testing. your TV. Yeah, I love that you're testing it objectively with the band too because there's so much value in just seeing what works well the the, and the biggest thing with
1: sleep is that and we talk about all the time is just objective versus subjective there's so much stuff with sleep that's subjective how do I feel well there's a million things that go into it what have you been doing for the last month you know how much shit do you have on your mind that you're trying to get off your mind when you're trying to sleep I don't care if you if you're even if you're managing your stress and you ate well and you did your routine, if you've got 400 things to do tomorrow, and you're not stressed, but you're just excited about thinking about all 400, you're going to sleep very poorly. And that happens just as often as it does because of negative things, because they're positive things. Like, I get overexcited about stuff coming up, like, um, perfect example, like, tomorrow, I teach three classes, and then I'm going to Colorado to go snowboarding, and they're getting a ton of snow. And I'm super pumped about going. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm going to go to sleep. And because we've been traveling more now, that kind of like that like travel anxiety, I don't get that at all. But for a lot of people, they do. You listen to a lot of people that travel um, for work all the time. They'll start saying like, um, I've started traveling on Sunday rather than Monday for work because I feel like going in and getting a little more relaxed. But it ruins my Sunday because I know I still have to travel. Yeah. It's like it th- that thing is in the back of your mind. You're just, you can't get it off unless you find a way to offload it or unless you find your way to distract yourself from it, which is the purpose of doing things that have a very somatic effect, like lying down on the, on the mat. You're getting out of your brain and into your body. That's why the lavender oil Mm works you're getting out of your brain and into your sense of smell and that activates a very different part of your brain and the one in the front that's the working memory—is all your engines all the things that you got going on in your monkey mind like shutting that down and activating the other side can be hacked by taking a cold shower doing all these other things i also find it just like super cold environments i'm uh, all way better at freeze me In super minimalist environments where I don't have any visual distraction that also gets my brain going is another huge thing. And that's the sleeping mask because then it just doesn't matter. But it still is like, even walking in, like I, I heard something that Matthew Walker said and he said, um, because a hotel room is not your normal environment due to our normal, like survival, threat assessment nature that being in a foreign sleep environment you're kind of like one eye closed one eye open because yeah. you're not really you don't feel safe because it's not your thing like i love it and my sleep scores reflect it i sleep better in hotels than i do in my own bed but it's also because normally i'm alone it's ice cold i jack the temp down to like 65 and, it's very and there's nothing in a hotel room except for the alarm clock and that and there's just Nothing else. So I then, there's I mean, that's no other noise. There's no other nothing.
0: Your, your current sleep environment. Is that, yeah. Is this the way I, it should be for me?
1: Yeah. But it's just hard because like we need we don't have
0: blackout shades.
1: So like maybe the sleep mask is just the hack for that.
0: Yeah. You should try it out. That'd be interesting. I, I yeah. have one and I I wear it and it's and my room's pretty dark already. But I if it's great.
1: It does make me sleeping in a room though, because my in my parents' house my bedroom in there um has blackout shades and when i sleep in there i crash hard I, uh, but no, normally i'm going home spot. But we have blackout shades but i wake up really groggy because there's no natural light to wake you up right that's and that why they another, have the shades
0: now that go up when yeah, the sun goes up that
1: was another big thing is that if you wake up and it's that dark and there's no light it's really hard to get your feet to the floor yeah. because it's still telling you well your alarm went off but your environment is otherwise informing you you're still supposed to be sleeping because it's pitch because black. it's dark, yeah. And it's cold. And there's white noise from a fan yep. or from a noise machine or whatever you need. And that lack of environment change, just it's not telling you to wake up. Yeah. And that's another big thing is like getting a some type of like wake-up light
0: would be great. So what would be one thing you would um – give one of our listeners as an idea to set them on the path as we are learning more about this and I think one thing is that we're, we're totally learning on this and we're always evolving in it and it's like you know we're not the masters of evening or morning routines like I mean we don't do it every day we're yeah. talking about how some days are better than others um, if you could say okay you know here's one thing I've done or I'm working on that like has helped
1: Would it be the CBD, the 1500 milligram, one milliliter dropper of beam CBD at the full dose, an hour before sleep? Okay, number one, 100%. And the reason why that's the number one over everything else is because it's packageable, I can take that and I can go anywhere with that, and I can always rely on on the environment. And now, even beyond the physical effect of actually taking it, which I do find a tangible effect to help me sleep, and it's non addictive. So what I find is it's an aid to fall asleep, but it's not a necessity. The nights that I don't have it, although rare, I'm I'm not incapable. It's not like a Xanax or an Ambien where you're like, if I don't have this, I'm going nuts and I can't go to sleep. It is a uh, aid. It is not is not a fix for like, oh, I have insomnia and this was like my cure all. Mm-hmm. The triggering effect. It's not a placebo. The triggering effect it has to prompt me to slow down after I take it to preserve the effect I know that is coming has been a huge benefit to me. And taking it has informed my brain that once this goes in, all things that follow are headed towards bed. I don't take it at, 2 p.m., and I'm like, I got all this other stuff. Then hopefully, it kicks in by the time I'm going to sleep. It's not like a coffee nap where you chug coffee and then 20 minutes later, you wake up buzzing, or you take the like a full hit of weed and you're like, Well, I have or or, edible, and you're like, I got 45 minutes (laughs) before this hits. Like, I (laughs) got to get all my shit done. It's not like that. It doesn't do that. It's not like that. So, what's nice is it's like, Okay, this is the start of my thing. I've added magnesium in this, which is just comes in a pill, so it's mm-hmm. just super easy to take with. So, those two things now, it's like that's the start. Yeah. And no matter what comes after, whether I'm traveling or at home or sitting with my parents or in El Salvador or in Hawaii or wherever it is, it's like those two things are the trigger. They prompt the ritual. And I would say the same thing as the morning is don't get like the, the back end to that is just don't get so um, reliant on a routine. Because if you can't do it, you have to find other ways to get in it. Yeah. So it's like, what are the bare minimum routines that I can do to help? Mm-hmm. But if you have nothing, can you still pull from a bag of tricks that work for you to get you to sleep? Mm-hmm. And remember, like, those nights aren't going to be every night. Yeah. So it's always working towards, like, what kind of minimalist approach? Like, what kind of one, two things can I do? And for me, that's mag glycinate and, and beam
0: together. Correct. My things, um, I'll, I'll give two as well. I think this, the one that's, you don't need anything, is breath. Finding a breathing pattern that helps you relax. So the breath pattern that I do before I go to sleep is, I actually learn this in a meditation, and it's a little bit hard to explain, but uh, once you get it, it's not hard. You pick a number between one and 20, whatever that number is for that night, and on your inhale, you say, so say we did five. It'd be inhale one, exhale one. Inhale two, exhale two. And your goal is to get up to five. And then once you hit the number, start bringing it all the way back down to zero. And you just do that as many times as you can. So you'd go inhale four and exhale four. Inhale five, exhale five. Then you go back down. Inhale four, exhale four. Bring it all the way back down to zero. For some reason, I always land on 12. Like that's where my head goes. And most nights I get back down to like eight and I'm asleep. Yeah. So for me, that works really well. And I don't do that every night. I only do that in the nights that I need, need it. But it always works for me, or if I wake up in the middle of the night, sometimes I'll do that. Um, and besides that, for me, this one I want to say um, with just kind of like a little bit of, you know, take it with a grain of salt, is my one-line-a-day journal before bed. And the reason I say take that with a grain of salt, if that's going to cause you stress to do it, don't do it. But it's for like me, adding more unnecessary yeah, yeah. stuff. Like, if, where's my journal? Where's my journal? Oh, now you're I, stressed. Now you're stressed. <laughs> for yeah. me, I'm on year year eight of it yeah it's a routine now so now it's a routine um and i do it every single night i bring it with me everywhere i go and i love it because it's so unreal to be able to reflect on years past i always like text you and rye like crazy shit that we did four or five years ago Mm -hmm. um but it's also something for me just to kind of download and offload from the day and i know you do stuff like that too to prepare for the next day um, so that's kind of my thing. It doesn't matter where I'm at in the world. It doesn't matter um, if I'm going to bed on a plane or if I'm going to bed in a hotel or if I'm going to bed at home. I can easily write down a couple things and it's nice to then reflect on what's gone on that day in the past. Is For me, there's some magic in that um, to see some things that have happened. So for me, that's a really nice way to, to wind down. So easiest thing is breath and then journaling for me has been, been something that's been great.
1: And those are things that, I mean, now are routine for you that you add into your ritual depending on how flexible and long and Mm -hmm. sure you want that to last yep i think that's really important because people like we were talking about with the morning routine just like get so addicted to thinking that it has to be the same thing every day but like your life is not the same every day and if it is then perfect Then you should rely on those things because you can trigger the same effect yeah but when it's not you have to have this kind of flexible strategy where you're like, all right, I got my go-tos, yeah. I got my go-to dance moves, I got go-to moves, <laughs> and if I'm feeling it, I'll add in something kind of crazy and see if it works, and then if it does, you do it long enough for that to come into the routine, and if something's not serving
0: you, you take it back out. Yeah, I was just, speaking of the go-to ma- dance moves, I was just watching Hitch and that scene where he does Dude. the dance thing. Yeah. It is fucking hysterical. This is home for you. This is home for you. Keep her, keep her, hey, then he goes out just on the date and the girl's yeah. walking around. And do you ever do that yeah. again, it's the best. It's the best. Oh, but boy. one thing that, you, that we've talked about, and we were just talking about this at our, at our talk last week, is just better default decisions, right? So if you can have higher default decisions, right? So you come home and you've had your glass of wine and it's 2 a.m., then you're saying, okay, well, I'm still going to take my beam, and I'm still going to put my oil in the diffuser. And those are the two things I'm going to do tonight. I know those will help me. Yeah, I'm going to do them. Yeah, Um, And I think that's that's kind of at the end of the day, it's creating better defaults. And that's what routine helps you do. When you put more thought into it, that's what ritual helps you do. And I think there's so much meaning in the ritualistic nature of sleep. Uh, I think we can all – Focus a little bit more on it. I think as you and I dive more into performance, and we have people that are, you know, ex athlete nutritionists talking about how sleep is the kind of the best thing that you can do for your body, um, teeing up your evening is extremely important. So I think um, just to wrap things up, very important here to really think about, and I like kind of talking about this like warming up for sleep, like you'd warm up yeah. for an event, or maybe cooling down for sleep, like you would cool down for an event. There is some thought that goes into it. Yes, you can lay down in bed and fall asleep, but you can also walk up to a bench press and start benching. And <laughs> yeah. if you do that with 400 pounds on it with no warm-up, yeah. see your rotator yeah, cuffs. A so I think it's extremely important to just take it seriously and to really focus on um, the objective and the subjective feeling of it, um, to decrease your stress, to increase your longevity sleep is tied to so many things. Now, whether you are working on short-term performance or long-term longevity or anything in between, um, and as people that have to wake up very early, we really understand that if you can fall asleep 15 minutes earlier, whew, that makes a big difference. Yeah. Oh my goodness.
1: It just, just not it. it this time is everything, so yeah. I'm not trying to go come home at 5 and try and get ready for sleep and sleep from 6 p.m. to 9 a.m. and waste it all.
0: Yeah, exactly. I
1: mean the minimum effective dose
0: to maximize performance. Yeah, I mean I, I take this quote sometimes too. It's sleep less, live more to an extent. It's like the minimum effective you, amount. Yes, yes, And but what that means and the most important word you said there is effective, right? It's not the minimum amount. You don't need 15 hours of sleep if you're treating your body well. Now, on the flip side of that, there are some people that do. So LeBron gets 12. He's doing just fine.
1: But he doesn't need 12. That's the other thing is, like, you don't need 12. He is, like, and this is a big thing. He has the space to take a calculated risk that by sleeping 12 hours, he – can perform as best he can but he's also not hustling in hour 11 to like put food on the table exactly. you know so he's saying like okay well i'm also weighing the opportunity cost of of staying up an hour yeah. later yeah if you gave lebron an hour back in his day what else could lebron uh, yeah. do with one hour of time yep. a lot yes now it's nobody's judgment on what like you know, if, if LeBron James wants to sleep 12 hours, get, like dude, you're doing fine. <laughs> yeah, bro, you're you're doing great. Yeah, yeah, Sleep 12 hours. Yeah. But like then it's kind of like you know, it, it's pushing him a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Like okay, well if you could perform the exact same at 11, would you do it? Would you do. Maybe you should try. Exactly. And and I'm in the camp where I want to shove that down to the minimum amount because my uh, my time awake is like the most precious to me and it and it's just no reflection on anybody else and how yep. anybody else spends their time i want to be awake yeah i don't want to be sleeping yeah. i don't like sleeping yeah. i like napping i like taking a little 20 minute tiger snoozes i don't i don't love sleeping i like the feeling that it gives me but i don't it doesn't light me up to be like i got 8 hours of sleep and now i'm ready to go and ready to tackle the day it's like hey 8 hours of sleep I just wasted half the day <laughs> yeah. it's just a but mindset again, that, it's that's, just a yeah, thing that's
0: who people are and if you Feel that you're ultra productive on ten, and you're banging the rest of the day. Then ten, your then ten's your thing. Totally. You know
1: what? If you're putting your, you know, shoulder in the rim because you can dunk, sleep twelve hours, please. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all need you to do that. Yeah. We all need you to do that. But for me, I'm just not. It's just not a. Uh, that's my, my focus is on minimum effective dose. Definitely adding more sleep. I know for sure that I don't give enough. That I don't get enough. So I'm bumping that back up. I'm adding more sleep spot. to my evening. To yeah. my evening, I'm adding more sleep back in. Yeah. So in that way, yeah, I'm taking things out of my evening schedule, creating more space, and then adding more sleep back in. So it is pushing, even pushing my my like time restriction in the day further, but I think then the lever that that pulls on the back end is better mornings, better afternoon, better quality, awesome.
0: better output. Awesome. And I think that if anybody has any comments or anything about what they're doing before they go to bed or if anything that we helped you Anything that we talked about helps you to sleep better. We would love to hear your guys' stuff. And again, if you could please rate our podcast on wherever you're listening to it. Uh, And also let us know wherever you're listening to it because we just love to hear where people are listening. And we are super grateful. And if you're listening to this before you go to bed, have a great night's sleep. A beautiful sleep. Have a beautiful sleep day. Ever. Ever. Peace, fam. Thanks so much for listening to that amazing episode brought to you by Beam. We're really excited to have you guys test their stuff out. Make sure you check out beamtlc.com and use code livebetter at checkout for a discount.